All right. And welcome to this special episode of Real Estate Fight Club. This is a series called What Would You Do? When we're working on the title, Realtor Jail, Real Estate Jail. What was your the one you thought of, Rachel? God, I don't know. I've, I've thought about so many things this morning. Uh, keeping you, keeping you out of the slammer. Keeping uh, you out. You know, yeah. Right. We we can keep you on the straight and narrow. We can we can do all kinds of things. all kinds. So we're of gonna things. think about that. Yeah, we'll think, yeah, about, we'll it. think about it. Or if you have ideas, let us know. But this right, is where yes. we talk about professional standards committee cases and code of ethics violations. Here with me today is Rachel Real from Rachel Real Estate in Chicago. Hello, Rachel. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning. Who? How was your How was your holiday? It was, was it good. Your Thanksgiving. Great. Yours. Excellent. Yes. I think this airs after Christmas, though. But maybe that's okay. Whatever. All the holidays. Right. All the holidays. Hanukkah, right? All the holidays. Kwanzaa, right. New Year. All the holidays. Valentine's. We're going to celebrate them all. Sweetest right. day. Let's have our own day. Realtor jail day. <laughs> we could do that. Where we tour jails and be like, "Don't let this be you." <laughs> Don't let this be you. No, we'll keep you out. Um, What are we talking about today, Rachel? Today, we're going to talk a little bit about Article 3. And Article 3 states that realtors shall cooperate with other brokers, except when cooperation is not in the client's best interest. Great. I can name five agents where it's not (laughs) in their best interest. (laughs) The obligation to cooperate does not include the obligation to share commissions, fees, or to otherwise compensate another broker. So this gets a little bit sticky. I think when agents as a whole, you know, you talk about cooperation and compensation, they automatically think those two go together. They collapse. And they don't. Yeah. Right. They don't. Um, When you put something in the MLS, generally your MLS rules state that once you put something in the MLS, you are, that, that is a tool for an offer of cooperation, but not necessarily compensation. And that's misunderstood. It is very misunderstood. Yes. Okay. So, all right. What happened? What's the case? So, so today we'll talk about this case and then we'll kind of talk about what we think, you know, how we feel about it and how maybe our, our own MLS rules would affect us. Okay. So client A called on realtor B to list a small commercial property. In stipulating the price at which, at which he wished to list the property, client A explained that he was aware that it was a relatively low price, but he wanted a quick sale And he added a higher price could benefit very little at that time because of certain tax considerations. Okay. So this is a, a, you know, a well-educated seller who knows that, you know, I don't necessarily need a high price. I just need a a reasonable, you know, aggressive price to get it sold. Yeah. He told Realtor B that a number of prospective prospective buyers had spoken to him about the property within the past year. He gave their names to Realtor B and said he felt sure that among them, there would be a ready buyer at that price. Okay. He told Realtor B that he wanted the property submitted to them first. Okay. Totally, totally doable. So reasonable the, the request. Yes. yes. Right. The The seller isn't <clears throat> asking the agent to do anything illegal. Right. So he's just saying, these are the terms at which I want to give you this listing. The next day, Realtor C, who had unsuccessfully solicited the listing and learned that the property was listed exclusively with Realtor B, called Realtor B to ask that he be accepted as a cooperating broker. Okay. Realtor B told Realtor C that because of unusual circumstances, the best service to his client did not require cooperation, that a prospective buyer was at that time seriously considering the property, and that under the circumstances, he preferred not to invite cooperation. Oh, my God. Realtor C complained to the Association of Realtors, charging Realtor B with a violation of Article 3 by refusing to cooperate. 
Pursuant to a complaint, a hearing was scheduled before a hearing panel of the Association's Professional Standards Committee. What are your thoughts? Can you read three again to me? Sure. Article three says, Realtors shall cooperate with other brokers except when cooperation is not in the client's best interest. The obligation to cooperate does not include the obligation to share commissions, fees, or to otherwise compensate another broker. Okay. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll discuss. I want to tell you guys about, yes, we'll discuss. (laughs) I want to tell you about two of our favorite partners. One is my coach, Coach John Kitchens. And this is the time of year where we're all thinking about our business. We're thinking about where we want it to go. And there's a lot of directions we can take. And it's hard to sometimes get focused. So which coach, which coach came up with what coach came up with? There's a lot of season K's in that. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. It would be funny if his first name was started with a C. Was it a C, right? Kevin something, yeah, right? Something yeah. right. Okay. All of yeah. It. Right. But he came up with a quick quiz so we can find out help us narrow down our direction. So to take this free quiz, go to www.realestatecareeraccelerator.com and help help yourself figure out your direction. Um, the other partner I want to tell you about is Monica's company, Ghost Poster. We all need leads right now. And one way to get leads is to raise your realtor flag. Realtor, I know you hate it when I say it like that. Don't, don't say that, realtor. Uh, raise your realtor flag on social media. So what Monica's done is every day, Monday through Friday, she sends you something that all you have to do is copy and paste. And this is a free service. So go to ghostposter.com. That's G-H-O-S-T-P-O-S-T-R.com and sign up for her free service. So you can start waving that flag. Okay. Um, so let's, they, let me help you a little bit here and we'll read two of the standard of practice that fall under article three that might perfect. help you with this one. Let's hear it. Okay. So three dash one standard of practice three dash one says realtors acting as exclusive agents or brokers of sellers or landlords establish the terms and conditions of offers to cooperate unless expressly indicated in offers to cooperate cooperating brokers may not assume that the offer of compensation or cooperation includes an offer of compensation. Terms okay. of compensation, if any, shall be ascertained by cooperating brokers before beginning efforts to accept the offer of cooperation. 3-10 says but the duty not, to cooperate. That doesn't necessarily, I guess it would only apply here. He's saying, I don't even want to cooperate. They're not even to compensation yet. Well, right. But I mean, the first half of that is acting as exclusive agents or brokers of sellers. Establish the terms and conditions of offers to cooperate. Okay, got it. Then we jump into cooperation or okay. co-compensation. So 3-10 says the duty to cooperate established in Article 3 relates to the obligation to share information on a listed property and to make property available to other brokers for showings to prospective purchasers or tenants when it is in the best interest of sellers or landlords. I'm trying to think of a scenario where it would not be in the best interest of the seller to cooperate with agents buyers like what why wouldn't they i i think in this particular scenario you have a seller who says hey you know what i don't need i don't need to go to the full market because i don't necessarily need the highest price i just need this price to sell this now because of tax purposes and see if you and get he it had a hand people. right and he had people that had already come to him and said hey i would be interested in your property 
So that, that maybe had already if seen I, if it or something like right. that. Okay. Right. So I'm guessing, and this is also a commercial property. So you have, you have confidentiality issues. You have all kinds of different things with a commercial property than you do with a regular residential property. I don't think that um, the listing agent's in violation. I think he's fine. Right. He's taking, again, legal direction from his seller. And he's, ha- I mean, obviously he was going to have this conversation with the seller. Hey, if you don't go to market, we're not going to get the highest price. But the seller here is saying, hey, the highest price isn't necessarily what I'm after. Right. I'm after a quick quick sale to meet my tax requirements. So, and if he had a handful of people that were interested in the property the year or two prior, you know, a, 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 a seller might say, hey, you know what, let's just go offer it to these people first. If none of those things pan out, then we'll, we'll regroup. And, and it could and be all written out, option. right? Like that Absolutely. it's like, okay, I'm, we're going to, I'm going to make these calls. We're going to offer it. We're going to give them until such and such a time. If such and such a right. time comes up, then we're going to offer it. And then that gives more information to anybody else that comes in. But how would even realtor, the one that wants to cooperate, how would he even have seen the property? That's a good question because here, if in this particular scenario in my market, we would be doing an exclusive listing because if it's not going in the MLS, if it's if, if you're saying, "Hey, I only want to expose it to these handful of people and no one else," then, then you're going to you be put it, the MLS. Yeah, right. You're going to maybe be he just heard about it or something because that happens. Or maybe, too. or maybe he called the seller and said, yeah. "Hey, I want to talk to you about listing this," and he says, "Hey, I'm already listed." So there could be a couple of different scenarios. There. I don't think he's in violation. Right. I would agree. So during the hearing, Realtor B outlined fully the circumstances under which the property had been listed by him and maintained that the interest of client A would not be advanced by acceptance of cooperation by Realtor C. The panel concluded that Realtor B's reasons for not accepting cooperation in this instance were valid and that his action did not constitute a violation of Article 3. We were right. I'm just saying, like, (laughs) I feel like this could go wrong on like so many levels. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Because like I'm thinking of real estate agents that I've dealt with, right. That Mm -hmm. every time, and I have, I mean, this happens. I mean, this happens to you. It's like, every time we get into a deal, it's a pain in the ass, something crazy happens. And so like to, in my perspective, it is not in the best interest of the seller to get into a contract with them because they don't close. But then it's like, well, yeah, but can you like prove that like all this, right. Well, then you, and then you have to look at, Hey, you know what, now, if you start making disparaging remarks against a particular exactly. agent and they find out about that, are you now in violation? You're now in violation, right? But because you feel just, you've done your seller, you've done yeah. your seller dirty by perhaps by not accepting or not, not giving that same, that offer from that particular agent, the same weight as the rest. Well, and we also have seen, I mean, I've seen it too, where it's like you have a uh, buyer's offer way above what it should be. And the seller right. has multiple offers. And they're like, I, I don't want to work with that person because something is, they're not even thinking, right? Like they're so far off base. If you have, right. If, if coming out of the market that we just came out of, if you have six offers or seven offers on a property you mean and all of them are attended, yeah. right, right, exactly. <laughs> for, for illustrative purposes, a smaller number, yeah. but if you have five or six of them that are within, you know, 10 to 20,000 of list price, and then one that's a hundred right. over You're list like, price, the likelihood of getting that from, from contract to close is going to be far less than one of the other ones that are maybe within 10 to 20,000. And I think too, like, because where's the, where, where's the, the illustration of the actual value of right. being a hundred thousand over. Exactly. I think the way that the rule reads, it's like when co- cooperation is not in the best interest of the seller or something like that, but it's like so right. sub, 
subject is that the right word subjective like what does that well, mean it's, it's it's very rare right well it's it's I would I would argue to your point that almost every situation it's going to be better for the seller to put themselves in a position where their agent can cooperate with other brokers right. because it's ultimately going to bring them the highest amount of money but it's interesting because this example this case interpretation that we're looking at revolves around a commercial property and those are again That's are very different. different than residential. But then I'm yeah. saying, okay, so if we have this rule that that we can agree, it comes in handy sometimes, and it makes sense. The the rule passes some logic, as long as right. you can dictate out the thought process. But right. in general, it rarely happens. Why the hell do we have the rule? Well, because I think again, no, com- it's commercial dumb. and residential is very different. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> commercial and residential are very different. Yeah, but and are I, commercial know, again, agents realtors? That's a good question because you have a lot of commercial They're agents not. that are not in that are not in the board. So Although what we, the hell's the many point? They're I, not held to the code of ethics. True, right? But you do have a lot of commercial like agents like in my market. Most of the commercial agents in my market are commercial, and then they also do some residential, and they are all members still of that same board. Now there are plenty that are not though. So to your point, those that are not members, not members Doesn't of the National matter. Association of Realtors are not held to that standard. It's dumb. The whole thing is dumb. Look, you're not <laughs> guaranteed shit. So try to do your best. And you're definitely not, you're ne- definitely not guaranteed the compensation because think about this scenario. You, you find a property that's on the MLS offering com- cooperation. I have to stop myself every time because I'm yeah. saying the right word. They're offering you cooperation, but they have compensation of $1. Right. That's and what, per the that's MLS it. rules, you have to have some kind of compensation in that field. So it can right. be as little as a dollar. It can be a dollar. So you may be effectively working for nothing. So you may be offered cooperation, but not but necessarily. Not, but your compensation is also, according to the ethics, that's supposed to also protect us and the public. But whatever, that's like a whole nother sidebar. But your compensation part of the contract. Well, you can, right. You cannot make the compensation part of the contract, but the code of ethics does allow for you to go in and renegotiate any offer of compensation prior to putting an offer together. So just because that offer of compensation is $1 does not mean that you're stuck with that before you write it, before you go show a property, you can call that listing agent and say, Hey, I have a client interested in this property. Um, I see you're offering cooperate, you know, compensation of a dollar. How do we resolve that? Right. I I only work for X. And they're going to say, get it from your buyer. Okay. Right. And, and, you know, to your, to your point about uh, compensation, not being part of a contract because of all of these changes that are now coming down the pike as a result of the DOJ, it it is going to start becoming part of that. And we've already talked about it, which makes it a negotiation. It's becoming a negotiation point. We're right back to like the 19 early (laughs) nineties. And we're talking about where does it go in the contract? It's not going to go in a section where you ask for seller credits as a buyer, because the lenders aren't going to like it. So now you've got to type it in somewhere else in a text box somewhere. Ask it's your insanity. Your, your buyers to say, hey, I would like you to compensate my my agent X. We, we've taken a big step back. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens with I, all of this. Interesting is doesn't capture the essence of the shit show that's about to happen. <laughs> and and I feel like shit show. we can. Yes, but I love it. This is good. This is good. And, and it is yeah. a misunderstanding that the MLS is an offer of compensation. It's only an offer of cooperation. So if something's not in the MLS, there's zero offer for cooperation. For compensation. And compensation. And and cooperation. Both. So Rachel, if people have a referral for you in Chicago, how can they get a hold of you? 
best way to reach me is by cell phone at 630-542-8688 or via email at rreal at dealwithreal.com. Oh yeah. Thanks for being on. Thanks, Jen. See ya.